With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take your grilling skills to the next level. We will take you from grill disaster to grill master. So grab your tongs, your aprons, and your pint glasses. Get ready to grill this with Matt Wilson and Jim Salmon. That's right. Grill this is back. And, man, have I missed being here last week. Hey, Jim, welcome back, buddy. Hey, Matthew. Good to see you again. And I like it when he says the pint glass is the best. <laughs> Don't you? That's just I, great, absolutely, right? Absolutely. You know how much I love the craft beer. Uh, Jim, it's raining out here. I, I I don't know what's going on with the weather. It's supposed to be spring, right? What's going on? I know. Well, it's a little warmer, which is good, but it started raining this morning, and all all the plans that uh, men make, you know, something <laughs> sometimes nothing works. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we're of course here in uh, Western New York, where uh, weather is uh, iffy. <laughs> you know, you wait <laughs> two minutes great. and it's different. It's iffy to begin with, so. Uh, but uh, like to take this opportunity to welcome everybody to grill this. Now, um, we do this every week, mm-hmm. but last week we skipped a week. We did. Because my little buddy Matthew <laughs> <laughs> somehow came down with the big COVID. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've, been, uh, I've been traveling a lot. I do a lot for work, and somehow I've missed it uh, the entire time, and uh, there was my, my, my stepdaughter works at a local grocery store where I live and right. there was kind of a, um, a minor outbreak at that grocery store. So she got it. And so our whole family kind of isolated because of that. And she was clear. And as we were kind of all getting out of isolation, I started having symptoms and oh, then boy. lo and behold, it, it got me. So yeah. Yeah. So you came through it though. Okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh- yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it, I, I'll t- I tell you, Jim, it's not fun. Number one, I, I won't, I don't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, lo- I did lose my sense of taste and smell for a while. Uh, had some of the, bu- oh, yeah, no, really, yeah, and you know, you know, our lifestyle, Jim, it's oh, really hard. <laughs> nothing would be worse for either one of us than that. Yeah, I don't, you know what? I don't mind the aches and pains and the other sicknesses. Losing the sense of taste and smell was the worst for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I had 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 the, the mild fever and the aches and pains and and the sniffles and the cough and you know, but I, I'm I'm over it now. I still got a little bit of a cough, uh, but I, I feel much better. Um, but yeah, yeah, the COVID. Oh. Uh, I've actually experienced it now, so yeah. <laughs> I am. Uh, I for one am very glad that number one you lived. Thank you, uh, because that would have been extremely inconvenient for me. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that awful? I'm sorry. That's inappropriate. Okay. But anyway, uh, I'm glad you're uh, on the way back. And we're here for Grill List today. Yes. 
so uh, going back a week, um, you know, you were just not feeling right, so we we skipped it yeah. last week, and we'll make it up. We'll do we'll do two of them at some point in one day. Absolutely. But, uh, I cooked last week in your honor, and not thank goodness not in your memory. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> A thin or cross-cut beef short rib. Mm, mm. And I had, uh, I could not find them anywhere other than one of those club stores. Okay. So I went to one of the club stores, and there they had it. It was like 35 bucks, and there was, oh, maybe 20 of them. Okay. And they're they're cut about a quarter or three-eighths of an inch thick. Uh, and they're maybe eight to ten inches long, uh, short ribs. And they have the bone in. But okay. the bone's cut you know, that thin. Uh, and you know how regular short ribs, the, the thick kind yeah. take some planning. You got a serum on all the sides. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it and it's not quick. No. Right. No. So what I had, what I, I, I didn't have I had to work all that day and I thought, well, okay, I'll come home and, and cook them and I'll cook them quick because they're thinner. So what I did was I marinated them in a combination of vegetable oil, Worcestershire sauce, soy sauce, a little rice vinegar, uh, salt and pepper, and a teaspoon or a tablespoon of maple syrup. Mm. And put them in a Ziploc bag. Now, the recipe that I used also called for, uh, for those of you that like it jacked up a little bit, a quarter of a teaspoon of pepper flakes. Okay. Now, I have some people in my family that would then shoot me if I made things too spicy. <laughs> sure. And, uh, you know, why go through that aggravation? So right. I left that out. I put it in a Ziploc bag and I marinated it overnight. And then the next day when I came home from work, I fired up the grill. And this was my first time using the 2222 method. Okay. Uh, can you right? explain uh, to us what that is? I will. Okay. Uh, but the first thing I did was I cleaned the grill off. Clean, clean the grate off, and I oiled it. Okay. Uh, I want, because if you oil it, you get that little sear mark on there. Right. And they don't stick. You're not try, taking your spatula and hacking them to pieces trying to get them off the grate, right? So I heat it up, get the grate medium medium to, to high in the middle somewhere, and then you lay out the short ribs right on the grill, and you cook them two minutes that way. And then two minutes later, you flip them over. Okay. And you cook them two more minutes on the other side. And then you take them and you turn them 90 degrees. Mm. And you lay them out and you cook them two minutes that way. And then you flip them again and you cook them two minutes that way. Now, you don't don't go for rare or medium rare. Don't go for anything. It's, it's, it's going to be a little more on the medium well range sure 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 but they were awesome matt they were gone there were four of us and they were gone in 60 seconds <laughs> uh, in honor of you we ate every single one of them nice. and they were wonderful i love worcestershire sauce i do too because you could, uh, you could taste that yeah. in it um i don't cook a lot with rice wine because i don't know anything about it but it was in this recipe and it gave it a a snap uh uh I don't know how to describe it, but it was excellent. Oh, man. Uh, and, and I would definitely do those again. Now, I, I love cooking short ribs, but you have to you have to be home all day to really yeah. get that done right. So, oh, so I was going to ask, uh, one of the things, because I, I've done short ribs myself a few times, and I know earlier on when I first started trying to cook short ribs, um, 
I, I've gotten past this mistake now, Jim, but I, often when I was done with them, they would still be kind of tough. You know what I mean? Because short ribs, if you don't do them right, can, can, can be tough. So with this method, this, this has them nice and tender also? It just You could literally cut them with a spoon. Nice. They were that tender. Excellent. Now, I credit part of that with the cut of meat I bought. Oh, sure. You know, this particular big box uh, the club store has a prime section, and this was right between the choice and the prime section. So I don't. it didn't say either one on it, but it was expensive. This sure. package was like 35 bucks At a club, but, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, – I, I credit some of it the meat, the cut of meat, and some of it the marinade. Sure, sure. Uh, because the you know it said up to two hours or overnight. Well, wherever I have that choice, I'm doing it the night before. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now with with the regular full cut, full size short ribs, I think the cut of meat's very important. But I also think that low and slow after you sear them is important. Now I've always had this personal problem with the sear thing. I don't let the oil get hot enough because, you know, I see smoke coming off of it and I think, Oh, I got it too hot, but that's what you want. Right. You right. want you and, and you'd have to do all four sides and the ends to seal those short ribs in. So it takes a little while. I do mine in a Dutch oven on the stove so it doesn't wind up splattering all over the place. Uh, and then you set them off and then the rest of it's low and slow. And I think that, the cut of meat, low and slow, and the marinade all equal uh, tender short ribs. Excellent. So. That's like, I think that's great, great advice. And I do wish I was there to enjoy those, but I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm back uh, to make yeah. sure that I participate in, in future uh, food events there. It wasn't that we weren't thinking of you. No, I appreciate you. <laughs> so speaking of thinking of uh, us and the fact that I can now taste, why don't we go ahead and, and crack our first uh, beer here, Jim? All right, you pick which one. I might have one of the ones you have. All right, there. so how about how about we share an experience then? All right. So, so the one that I'm holding in my hand, and I think you have it also, it's from Rohrbach. Now, Rohrbach is a local uh, craft beer uh, place out here in western New York, uh, not, right. too, not too far from either you or I. Um, so we are supporting local by having this beer. So this one's called Instruments of Destruction. <laughs> I love it. Now it's a black wheat wine, uh, hazelnut and orange blossom honey. Ooh, ooh. And now, go hey, ahead. what's the percentage on this guy? This is nine point two. So this one's uh, up there. Yeah. Ooh, don't I, you love that? <laughs> I do. I do. So as Jim, you've mentioned this before, and I think I have as well. Uh, when you start getting past like seven or so. Uh, you got to be a little careful with these. This is the kind of uh, this is at the level now where if you have one or two of these, you may want to stay away from driving. <laughs> In the interest of full disclosure, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here he is, Matt Wilson, the number one opening. Here it is. Listen, folks. Oh. Isn't that great? All right. All right, go ahead, Jim. That's there it is. Okay, there we are. All right, so I'm okay. going to go ahead and pour this. Mm. So it does have a darker color to it. It's got a nice head. Yep. Uh, not too much. It's uh, about a quarter of an inch or so, and it it goes down fairly quickly. And uh, I, I I don't know about you, but I like I like my beer cold. Ice cold. I, Me too. Ice cold. Yep. Yeah. Same here. So here we. 
that's awesome. Wow. Wow. What do I taste first? The hazelnut. I think that comes Without from it too. Out. Hazelnut. I think I I think I taste that orange blossom too. Yep. And there's a little there's a tad it's not overly sweet, but you can taste that honey. It's a, it's, it's just like a touch of honey in there. Ooh, that is good. Now it says on this can, this is the part where I should probably do the show prep first, <laughs> but it says here Neoteric series. Yes. Now you know, I barely got out of high school, right? <laughs> I have no idea what Neoteric series means. Yeah, I think I think it's I don't know exactly what it is. I know it's a special series that they do at Roarbox. This is not one of their now, if you if you know Roarbox from this area, which obviously if you're not from Western New York, you may be unfamiliar with the Roarbach band of beer. Uh but Roarbach has signature beers. There there's the the Highland Lager, there's a there's a blueberry, there's a there's their their staple signature beers. And then they have like these special series that they do for uh, for extended flavors. And I know this is one of the series. I don't I don't know exactly what uh, neoteric means, but I know this is one of their specialty series of beers, uh, which means well, it may not be around all the time. Right. Okay. All right. No. Well, okay. That makes sense. Now, uh, Roarbox is one of the older yes uh, breweries around in our area, and one of the biggest yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they. They have a couple of locations here where you can go in there, and and um, they also have guest taps in lots of the craft breweries around and restaurants, of course. Uh, and whenever I see that they have Roarbox Scotch Ale, yeah, anyway, one of my favorites. That's yeah. my good. That's I just love Roarbox Scotch Ale. It's wonderful. Yeah, I I believe the very the very first beer fest that I ever participated in, Jim. And this is we're going years. When I first got out of the military, this was back in like 2000 ish, uh, the, the very first uh, beer festival I went to was sponsored by Rohrbach. It was the Flower City Brewers Fest. And I believe they still do that festival. Um, I, obviously, they didn't do it last year because of the pandemic, but um, it's the, one of the oldest festivals. It's the way I got interested in craft beer because at that point, I was. Uh, a person who just drink your standard beers, you know, right. I, and your buddies or whatever. Ex- yeah. Exactly correct. And I went to that festival, and there was like fifteen tents of beers from all over the country, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Uh, so that so Roarbox not only is one of the oldest craft brewers here in the Western New York area, it's one. It's also one of the hosts of one of the very first beer festivals in Western New York as well. So excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah, that uh, any beer that comes out of Roarbox is uh, they have some master brewers that work there that are yeah. world class of uh, you know beer makers. Now so that's you, great. You've met John Erlob, right? The, the I have. Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, the first time I met him was at a beer festival. Uh, it was at the what was then called the Culinary Center in in Canandaigua, New York, and it was a uh, they had a tent outside with. 25 various craft uh, and cider guys and gals yeah, sure. and whatever. And you went from one to the other to the other. And he was actually there in the roar box, yeah. which, which was kind of cool. So yeah. very nice guy. Uh, and he, and he knows his beer. That man knows his beer. And one of the things, if those festivals will be back with events, absolutely, hundred percent. And one of the things you can do for yourself is, you know, get some friends together and whatever. Uh, you know, get a limo or have a designated driver to take you to one of those festivals, and you can have so much fun. And yeah. and you can try all kinds of really, yeah. really 
interesting beers and and ciders and and even wines. Yep, so. wines too. Right <coughs> now, I like I like this beer. I really I, do. I was it's, I was going to ask you on Jim Salmon's scale because I know there's the I like it and there's I would go out and buy more of it. Where mm-hmm. where would this land? Um, right in between, right in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's not a negative. But I'm I'm not a big nut guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Good point. Uh, I am a big orange blossom honey guy. Same here. Uh, you know, and and I'm also a big nine point two percent alcohol guy. <laughs> so it's all good. Uh, but I, you know what? I I would never turn this down. Now I think these four cans were like fifteen bucks. Yeah, they're 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 pricey. They're pricey. So you know, I and 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 when you go to the store. There's five thousand other four can things there to yeah. try. So yeah. I, you know, there are a few go to go tos that I have, but this, uh, you know, I would probably try something else too along the line. Yeah. And many of it be a, a, a Rohrbach product. Yeah, so, I, I'm, so. I'm. I think we're on the same page. I don't dislike it. I like it. Uh, however, if I were to walk into the store and I saw eighty different choices, I may be tempted to try something else. Not because I don't like it. It's just. Right. You know, I would I would maybe try something else, but as far as the taste goes, it's not a bad taste tasting beer. It's pretty good. I agree. So last week's grill list mm-hmm. featured the uh, the thin or cross cut short uh, beef short ribs, mm. and um, you know I'll I promise you I will make those for you. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> this week's grill list featured something that that I don't do. Often, and I was trying to think of the last time I even did it. Uh, I know I've done it before, but uh, had to go out and refresh my memory on how. And there's like 20 different versions of this and whatever. But I bought a rack of lamb lollipops, mm. which is basically it's a it's a lamb version of a ribeye, right? But but it's mutton, it's lamb, right? Um, and the racks are are kind of pre-trimmed there's a little extra fat on there that i trimmed off but not much but i cut them uh lollipop meaning they have the bone sticking out right. and you just hold it in your hand and, and eat it i which mean it's is, just which is the way awesome. it's meant to be just eaten yeah awesome so you i had the rack i took my nice fillet knife and i cut them into individual pieces and i did this last night uh i rubbed them down with coarse salt and fresh black pepper. You, you know, I, I forgot to talk about this in one other time we were talking about pepper. Some people have pepper that's been in your cupboard for five years. <laughs> and and it's, it's uh, where I keep the pepper is near the stove and there's lots of moisture and whatever. Yeah. So I'm constantly changing that out. Yeah. If you have old pepper, you're not getting the best, freshest, whatever. So uh, I've kind of changed my mind and store the pepper somewhere else. I put it on a different part of the counter or whatever. So it'll last a little longer, but anyway, fresh black pepper, uh, all over these lollipops. Then I, I loaded them up with minced garlic mm. and, uh, I do this on both sides and then Dijon mustard oh. and you smooth it all out with a spoon across there. And, uh, I put them in the, in the refrigerator and let them marinate overnight. Okay. And so uh, assuming that uh, I was going to pick what grill I was going to cook them on uh, first thing this morning, and my choices were, of course, firing up my new uh, LG 1200 Black Label Louisiana Pellet Grill 
or my Holland grill, which is like a 350 oven, or the Blaze grill, the the, the main built-in um, stainless steel grill with the side burner, or the 18-inch or 24-inch Big Joe or Komodo Joes, uh-huh. uh, which are, are charcoal grills. Uh, or then I have this plain old charcoal grill out there, which would be fine. And then I have the Amish grill. And then I have Dutch ovens, and it's pouring rain out, so I settled for a cast iron frying pan <laughs> on the stove. <laughs> so I put in uh, a, a couple of tablespoons of um, uh, olive oil and heated it up really, really hot. Sure. And put those bad boys in there, and I cooked them. Now I'm going to try to see if you can hear this. This is the actual cooking of the lamb lollipop. I will be quiet so we can hear this. Here at the Salmon Ranch. Here we go. Yeah. That sounds better than our grill this intro. <laughs> That's amazing. So that, and and uh, by the way, I put this, uh, there's some pictures of, of, of this uh, up on my Facebook page at Jim Salmon. Hmm. Um, you know, it's not hard to find. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have lots of kids that need to go through college, so please go to my Facebook page and <laughs> visit it often. And uh, so this morning when I was cooking these, I thought to myself, okay, uh, you haven't tasted these in a long time. Um, there's there's a story I'll tell you if you if sure. we have time but about these. But uh, And I thought, well, maybe I'll like them again. Maybe I won't. Uh, I do remember back when I was a kid in the 50s and 60s, that uh, the lamb chops and the pork chops that we had back then had all that fat on the edge of them. Mm-hmm. And we ate that fat like because we loved it. Yeah. And then somewhere along the time, uh, you know, along the deal, somebody tried to ruin our lives by saying that fat wasn't <laughs> wasn't good for you. So but I trimmed most of this off today. And when I tasted these, these were awesome. They were tender. Mm. Um, I even cut off a little teeny piece and gave it to my dog, Wishbone. And he loved it too. So Wishbone signed off on these Wishbone lamb lollipops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a question for you, Jim. Now I, I love I love lamb chops. I love them. And the the ones that I saw, by the way, I did visit your Facebook page. They look amazing. But I know some people are scared of lamb because they think that that, that there's a gamey taste that comes with it. Is yeah. is is that accurate? Do you think? It is not gamey, but it is different. Right. Um, fresh lamb can be eaten medium rare. Yes, it sure or can. Rare. It's no different than, you know, doing a, a ribeye, but it does have a different taste. Um, I happen to like it, but I also happen to like how I treated it and okay. I, the, the stuff that I added to it. Now, a lamb chop could be just cooked without any spices, maybe just a little salt and pepper or whatever. And that, that's good too. Uh, but I, I, it's not gamey. No, it's nowhere near. Uh, venison or right. you know elk or, or any of those. I agree totally with you. Things. Yep, yeah. I agree. I I know. I I just I I heard. Um, I was actually talking to my wife about it, and she said that when she was a kid, she had some lamb that was gamey, and I and I don't know where she got her lamb from, but I and she's not the she's not the only person that's told me that, but I've never mm-hmm. experienced gamey tasting lamb. I think you're right. You get that with some venison, or if you've had elk before or something like that. That sometimes will seep in, but I have not, I've not experienced that with lamb. It's usually, if it's cooked right and you get the right cuts of lamb, it's usually pretty okay. 
Yep. And I also have a lamb roast in the freezer that I'll be pulling out here. And we'll do that down the line on Gorillas, too. So it's it's all good. Do we have time for a story? Absolutely. All right. Well, the, the last time that I had lamb lollipops mm. was at an event. And it was uh, a law firm in Buffalo, New York, sponsored this this event. And it was a charity to ben, uh, to benefit Jim Kelly, who everybody knows was yeah. the was the uh, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills for years. Uh, his son Hunter had this rare disease, mm-hmm. uh, Crabbe's disease, I think is how you say it. And it was a benefit to raise money for the foundation for that. And so we went. And there was a million people there. It was great. And it was one of these. Uh, kind of highfalutin events where they had, uh, you know, oysters on the half shell and there were these nice ladies coming out and serving you in this cocktail party environment. Right. Okay. Well, out comes the lady with these lollipop things. And, uh, and I, I went with a good friend of mine who's a cooking buddy who you met here on grill this the last time, Dennis, oh, yeah. Dennis, I went and, uh, uh, we saw this lady come out and we both eyed these things immediately. Right. And we also, I'd the fact that nobody was, nobody was touching them. Right. And so we grafted over to her and we convinced her that whenever she came out of that kitchen to come right for us, because we grazed her off and her job was, you know, successful if she went back and got more stuff. Right. right. <laughs> so we kept coming back with these lollipops and Dennis and I must've had 25 of those things a piece <laughs> and they were excellent. So, you know, I always wanted to cook them and I think this is the first time I ever cooked them. Yeah. So, and they, they, and they, they look, came out great. They look amazing. They look amazing. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to sample some of those uh, uh, next time. Um, real quick, I wanted to mention uh, a couple of the beers that we are uh, sampling today: uh, Three Heads and Loving Cup. Who I believe I have talked with them. We still will we'll be having uh, one or both people members of those establishments as our guests. Hopefully, an uh, upcoming episode of Grill This. Uh, Excellent. They had their homegrown event this past weekend. It was. Um, in honor of St. Patty's Day, as you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day, usually there's a festival and parade and there's a, it's a big party downtown and things are happening. And a lot of the uh, craft breweries and bars and other establishments have uh, events that kind of go with that. But a lot of that was canceled this year. Uh, so they did a homegrown event where you, where you were able to buy your own St. Patrick's Day kit, which included f- uh, 14 craft beers. And a bunch of food that you could cook at home that, that was uh, Irish, related, you know, like uh, uh, bangers and mash and that, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, so, that's great. Uh, I, I, got the, I did not get the food box because I wasn't feeling that hot. So I bought the beer box, which is, which is you had an option to buy just the beer, just the food, or both. And I bought just the beer. Uh, I was not able to sample it, obviously, because of my issues as well. But we're sampling a couple of those beers today uh, from that event. Uh, which was very successful. So I just want to say thank you to um, to Love and Cup and also to Three Heads Brewery for that. Excellent, excellent. Three Heads has some wonderful craft beers. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so speaking of which, then we'll talk more about some food that we'll uh, hopefully be sampling in the future. One of the beers that they had at the event was based on a popular cartoon, a very long-running cartoon sitcom, called The Simpsons. This beer is called Ha Ha Nelson. <laughs> 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 That's great. Ha Ha Nelson. 
Yeah, there's a character on The Simpsons that uh, always makes fun of Bart when he falls or whatever. His name is Nelson. He always points and goes, ha ha. Uh, so that's where they came up with the name of this beer. It's an India Pale Ale, uh, which is an IPA. Uh, it's 6.5% alcohol. Um, it's not like a fruited IPA. It looks like it's just a, a your standard IPA. Uh, so we're going to give this a try. Matt Wilson live here on Grill This. Stand go. by. Here it comes. Ready? Uh, yeah, that sound just. Mm. Now, it's got a very floral, very floral smell. Um, if, you, if you've if you smelled IPA before, it has like a floral, almost pine coney scent to it sometimes. Okay. All right. Matt Wilson pouring Ha Ha Nelson into the glass here on This is a weird name, but it's right. funny. All right. And, and he's tasty. Oh, it's nice head on that. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's you got the standard color of a beer. It's not like yep. uh nothing dark or really light. It's kinda of right in the right in the mid range there. Blonde. Yep. yep. Here we go. Here we go, Matt tasting it up. Mm. Okay. Now I will say this. As far as IPAs go, now I know Jim, IPAs aren't your favorite. And IPAs, IPAs can be really harsh, whereas it's almost like you're eating a pine cone sometimes. Um, this one does not have that kind of harshness to it. So it has the flavor. It it tastes exactly like you think an IPA tastes. Hoppy. Uh, hoppy, absolutely. Okay. But not right. over the top, not where you're you're puckering your face, well, you know, because it's so bitter and sour. You're like, oh, it's, it's very light, very faint. So if you like the flavor of the hoppy, the pine cone hoppy flavor, but you don't like it where it makes you cringe, this is kind of exactly where that is. There you go. Okay. Mm. Take another sip of that, yep. Matthew. Not bad at all. It's, it's actually it's 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 light, very light, uh, crisp. Not extremely like, again. It's a six point six point five, I believe it is. So it's uh, yeah six five. So it's right above that five point threshold that we talk about, but it's still lower than like a seven. So you could have it probably at one or two of these, and and you'd be all right. Not have a problem. Right, yeah. Okay. Right. So which brewery was that from again? This is from Three Heads. Three Heads. Okay. Yep, this is from right. Three Heads Brewery. So, right. Yep. Do you do you remember what that cost? Ah, uh, yeah, I think it's like fourteen ninety nine for a four pack. Pack. Okay, that's yeah. that's normal price. That's about normal price, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's normal price. Some of the some of the eccentric stuff is out there in the twenty dollar range. Yeah, I I have some stuff in the in the box waiting for you next week. I'm I'm going to surprise you. I'm bringing a bunch of stuff. To your house when I come over next. <laughs> well, do I need to buy a new refrigerator for the I office? Think you, I think you might. I would. I'd pick up and show it to you. That box is overstuffed with all these beers I've gotten. Well, wait a minute. That's what you got for Christmas, right? I, that uh, yeah. That new refrigerator for your studio. Well, you're a winner, buddy. <laughs> so great. yeah, I got. Uh, I got. So craft uh, beer kings um, is another craft beer delivery service. Um, and they deliver beers from all across the nation. And I got a Craft Beer Kings delivery here. And we have beer from Virginia, California, uh, Colorado, a bunch of places from across the country. And uh, they're, they look like they're very cool flavors. And I'm bringing them over. We're going we're gonna to sample some of those together, Jim. So, uh, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we need to uh, get some uh, videos up on uh, yes, Facebook absolutely. and around the world of the craft beer part. 
I, I've got a ton of videos out there of us cooking meat and stuff like that. Like this week, I did a, a video, and it's up on my uh, Facebook page at jimsalmon.com or Jim Salmon Facebook page, uh, where it, it's one of the big mistakes that people make sometimes when they're cooking pork ribs is not taking a membrane off. That's so important, Jim. That's so important. And in competition cooking, that's that's failure 101. Absolutely correct. Right. Now, some of the bigger restaurants that are processing, you know, hundreds of racks of ribs every night, they don't they don't have time for this. Yeah. But uh, but when it comes to having that rub absorbed onto both sides of your ribs, pulling that membrane off is is very very important and on that video i go through how to do that and and it's actually very easy some are worse than others uh has to do with age if it was previously froze or whatever and the quality of the of of the piece of meat that you're working on but uh you just take a knife and run it on that bone underneath that membrane and you pull that up and you grab a paper towel and you kind of pull on it and eventually if you win the the, the membrane lottery, you pull it right up and the whole thing comes right off. So it's uh, now, do you that's do, up on my Facebook page. Now, do you do that with beef ribs also? I, I, I know you mentioned it. Is it and, and how difficult is it with beef ribs? It's much, much, much more difficult to do it with beef ribs. However, every time I've been successful getting the membrane off, sometimes you just get so frustrated. You say, nah, you know what, this is stupid. I'm not doing this. <laughs> but uh, But if you get it off, the difference in the taste of the rub on both sides of the of the piece of meat as you're cooking it is awesome, and if you can get it off your beef ribs, that's a win. Yep, excellent, excellent. Oh. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I also want to take this opportunity to mention um, the Cowboy Cooking Show is still up and available on YouTube right now. Uh, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, it's you and I are very similar in this aspect, Jim. We're very critical of ourselves. We're very self-critical. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but we've had a lot of positive feedback uh, on that show, and I, and I like to thank everybody for for all the positive feedback. But you, you still can see it now. It is available on YouTube. Just search the uh, Jim's the Salmon Ranch Cowboy Cooking Show. Yeah, and uh, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun to watch because. It's something we we both wanted to yep. we're right into doing, and I've always wanted to do that and whatever. And and we know what we need to do different, and and we're going to try to do some more. Yep. Um. And and it's it's great, but and I put it out there to everybody that I know. I said constructive criticism, absolutely right. So one of my best friends he emails me and he goes, "You aren't going to win an Emmy." <laughs> and I, I you know I go okay. Drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, it was funny. But anyway, we know what we got to do different. Sure. But it was so, so much fun. And and the food was, was awesome. The so if you folks, amazing. if you get a chance uh, to help us out with that, we would be honored if you would uh, go to the Salmon Ranch Cowboy Cooking Show on YouTube and, and watch that. And then subscribe to Matt Wilson's channel there. Uh, and that will help us get out more, more and more uh, folks to watch the cooking show, and you know, eventually turn into well, money. <laughs> <laughs> as Jim said, as Jim yeah. said, we are we are retooling it. Uh, obviously, uh, that was our both of our very first time attempting doing something like that, and uh, uh, it, it didn't come out bad. Uh, and I, I think, but I definitely think we could do better, and we will. I think we will. So, you know, you're right, though. We're critical. Yeah. Of- Everything we do, you right. know, so it's great. So, yep. anyway, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that, yeah, a lot. Yep. And and 
you know, I I just would love to be doing that again. So weather you know, is more, yeah, yeah weather is looking great. You know, and that definitely is something that we will do in the future. I also uh, do want to sh- you know, like you said, I want to get some footage of of the beer. Uh, and we are, and I also want to try to make uh, some craft beer too. We'll we'll try to get that in there. Wanted to mention this too, Jim. I talked to our friends uh, with Drink Like a Girl. Now, Drink Like a Girl is a. They've been doing virtual events recently, obviously because of all the closures. Uh, but they do craft beer festivals also, and they're one of the newer festivals on the block. Uh, the the purpose of the festivals before was to promote. Uh, females in the craft beer game you know because a lot a lot of times you think of craft beer you think of guys uh so you know the ladies also want to uh, put it up that that there's a lot of ladies that also have interest in craft beer and it's it's grown and grown and grown and it's certainly not just a a a lady thing now it's it's involves men women people of color every everybody who is interested in craft beer is now a participant in this and uh, i've been talking back and forth uh, with some of the people who uh, uh, sponsor and put on the event and the creators of that event. And uh, we're trying to see if we can maybe do our very first Grill This Live from a location podcast. Oh, uh, that'd be so yeah. fun. Uh, a lot of times they do pickups for these virtual events, and it's like a, it's like a party almost. They got music going, and they got all these different beers being given out. So hopefully we can get a little tent or booth set up over there, and, uh, and we can interview one of the ladies who, uh, who started this thing and just kind of figure out how it got, got got to where it is and maybe sample a few beers in the, in the meantime while we're there as well. So the name of it is Drink Like a Girl. Drink Like a Girl. I think the website is... I love it. Yeah, drinklikeagirl5k.com, I believe is their website. I have to double check that, but I believe that is. Uh, but yes, it is, it's, you know, the... Uh, what, I can't remember the name of the... Who's the name of the woman from World War II, the one that was that's flexing, you know? Oh, as a, oh yeah. Gosh. Uh, the, the Riveter? The Riveter. Rosie the, Riveter. Rosie the yeah. Riveter. That's, Rosie the Riveter. Yes, yes, that's their logo. That's their logo. You know what, though? I would never have remembered that if I hadn't had some of this Instruments of Destruction from Robots. <laughs> <laughs> so, so more to come on that. They're they're delightful. Yeah. I've met, I've talked to them. I've gone to a, a pickup a few times, and they're delightful, and they're happy that people are actually catching on to their event. And um, the interest is is growing from, like I said, from all sexes, all all backgrounds, everyone who likes craft beers kind of gravitated toward this. So it's, it's a great event. Excellent. No, that sounds good. Uh, we need to take this thing on the road. There's no question about that. How much fun would that be? Yeah. Uh, get out there and meet the people and interview the guys and gals that are actually making these craft Absolutely. beers. Absolutely. And get in the back rooms and ask them top secret stuff. Get and, the recipes, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, and, and, and because... We're notorious for asking the tough questions. Right. Hey, have you ever made a whole batch of beer, thousands of gallons that went bad <laughs> or, or didn't work out or something went wrong? Uh, we want to hear all the good stuff about sure, that, too. Absolutely. So. <laughs> or, or some of us do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll do our best to find out, obviously. Also, I just want to take another opportunity, Jim, to remind people, too, uh, go to craftbeer.com. No matter where you are located in the country, if you go to that website, you can find the nearest craft beer vent to you and also the nearest craft brewer to you. So if you're still a person who's kind of getting your toes wet in this craft beer game and you want to know where to go to get some of those beers 
or if you want to go right to the source and go right to the actual brewers who make these beers, if you go to that website, you can find those ones that are closest to you, and you can set yourself on your this new journey of this whole craft beer world. That's great. And and go visit them. And, and if you're one of the people that are kind of still in the lockdown mode, that's fine. You can go in there and get growlers or cans of some of the great beers and then bring it home. And uh, on the way home, you detour around the big box uh, food stores and you go to your local hometown grocery store that still has a meat department with a guy or a gal that's called a butcher or a meat cutter right. back in there <laughs> and get yourself a brisket or some ribs, beef ribs, pork ribs, uh, maybe some of those thin cut, uh, uh, short ribs, like we were talking about before, some lamb lollipops, or maybe even a prime rib roast. Yep. And like you hear here on uh, on Grill List, but buy it from your local hometown store. They're going to love that. They need that too right now, and you get a better cut of meat. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Jim and I both always are uh, about the local, the small mom and pops, the people that are that need your support to to stay alive in this game. Uh, the, the big boxes, obviously, they're going to be fine no matter what happens. But the ones are, that are community-based in your town that, 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 that live and breathe from the local people that, that support it, make sure you support them because they're, they're there for you. They've been there for you, so be there for them. That's very, very important, absolutely. And uh, I, I just want to remind everybody one more time that uh, the Salmon Ranch Cowboy Cooking Show is up on YouTube, so check that out. These podcasts, uh, Grill This, are available on iHeart. And ev- pretty much everywhere else you get your podcast, Spotify and all that other, all the other places yep. uh, that you get your podcast. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you would uh, check them out. And I don't know what you do. Uh, do you like them? Do you follow them? Do you? How does that work? Yeah, well, you can do either or. You can follow them, or if you go to like iHeart.com or Spotify's or the other what, the other uh, podcast carriers. You can subscribe. You can actually subscribe to the podcast, and then every time get them sent right to you when there's a new one. Absolutely, okay, that's correct. You know, you're the uh, you're the technical guy. I (laughs) I barely got out of high school, so and that was back in the (laughs) seventies. Matt Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, Matthew T. Wilson, and the T stands for terrific. (laughs) Well, thank you, sir. (laughs) But yeah, yep, they're they're available. Uh, We're I think we're we're past. By the way, I want to thank the listeners. We're well past a thousand streams, Jim. By the way, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's so people are actually <laughs> listening to our show. It's that's it's amazing. Yeah. So you and I will be able to buy that island we always want, <laughs> and uh, you know, get a billionaire uh, to sure. run a yacht out there for us, right? <laughs> uh, you can't make it up. We have so much fun with Grill This. Absolutely. It isn't even, uh, it's, you know, it's just not right. So. No. Uh, do, now, do you have another craft beer over there? I do. Uh, I I have a craft beer. You're going to have to excuse me. For oh, that's a okay. So Matt Wilson talks while I, I go. Get I it. will. <laughs> you can also, by the way, uh, visit InsideTheMarginsRadio.com and JimSalmon.com. If you go to JimSalmon.com or InsideTheMarginsRadio.com, uh, we will also have links to Grill This and also to the uh, Salmon Ranch uh, Cowboy Cooking Show. So on Jim's site at Jim salmon.com and also on my site at inside the margins radio.com you can go there you'll find all that stuff there as well well thank you sir you're welcome uh okay this comes from threes brewing okay number no okay uh packaged and and brewed and packaged by threes brewing of uh at single cut north which is in uh clifton park new york it's a new york craft brew and it's titled 
It's an India Pale Ale, and it's titled "I Hate Myself." (laughs) (laughs) And and it's uh, six point eight. Okay. So it's up there a little bit, but still under seven. Uh, And it's it's definitely a wonderful. I have not tasted it before, Uh, so here you go. I can't beat that sound. Sound always is a winner. Now that's 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 definitely what you would taste with an IPA, in a pale ale, absolutely, and an India pale ale. It's it's pine coney. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it lives up to its name. I hate myself. <laughs> And it, if you like a beer that grabs you by the throat and puts you on the floor, that's it. <laughs> it's that's, an excellent that's, beer. I mean, that's awesome. if, if that's what your thing is, yeah. where you want it to come right out of the can and knock you in the head, that's what it is. I taste lots of lots of uh, grain and yeah. and hop, um, and and it's it's got a bite to it. And some people really, really yeah. like that. It's there's not actually, my thing, but... Yeah, there's actually a group it, of people it, called Hopheads, Jim, uh, and they're the, they actually live to find beers uh, that have that extreme hoppiness that actually bites, almost bites at you when you have it. Uh, okay. So if you're a person like that, this is probably what, what up your alley for that kind of thing. Now this was a little more expensive too. This was like eighteen ninety nine wow. for four, okay. uh, and it's one pint cans, which well, at least it's one pint. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I, I. So the one that I'm drinking, this IPA again, it's it's got that happy taste, but it's very subtle. So this one's more. This more is a, a punch in the face type one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know how to live though, don't yeah, we, man? Absolutely. <laughs> You know, if you have more than a, a few of the strong ones, and when you wake up the next day, sometimes you'll hit yourself. So yeah, you'll hit yourself. <laughs> well, you know, I have to work tomorrow, so I can't hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You know what? I, this could grow on you a little bit, I suppose. Um, I, and and it's like anything else when you're when when you grow up. Uh, maybe you know when you were a kid, you had certain things your mom and dad cooked that you didn't like or yep. whatever, but now you love them. Um, it, it's, it's different. And sometimes it's a shame though, because some people just have it in their head. No, I don't like that. And there is nothing on this earth that I wouldn't try. Yeah, No. Uh, and, and, or, or maybe more accurately haven't tried. Sure. And, uh, so I think the same thing with craft beers. Yep. If you if, just don't, just cause you, it's got a name on it. Because you proved to me that that there was a pale ale out there. I brought one. I was going to say I brought one over that you actually liked, if you recall. So yeah, no, you know that's the thing, Jim, about craft beer is taste is very personal, right? Everyone has their own palate of what you're going to like and what you don't like, and that's what's beautiful about craft beer is there's a whole world of different flavors out there. So you're going to find obviously some that you don't like. You know, there's going to be categories of beers that are not going to be your favorite, and there are going to be ones that you gravitate more to, more to, and that's okay. That's that's the same way with food. That's the same way with anything. There are some things you like and some things you don't. Um, and I'm I'm just like you. There's a, there's there are fields of beer that aren't my favorite, but I will always try them anyways because I try just like you. I try everything. I'm not I'm not afraid to try it because even if I say I don't like something, if I, I there's a chance I may find a version of what I don't like that I will like. So, yep, absolutely. 
in uh, in going through some planning for future episodes of Grill List uh, from the the meat department side of things, uh, I, I I debated whether we would do a wild game show. Mm. Uh, talk about other things. Now I don't know what you've had in your life, but I've had rattlesnake, elk, um, I've had antelope, I've had uh venison, which I'm not really big on. I've had some great venison sausage that some of my friends made, but I'm not a I, I wouldn't enjoy a venison steak. Right. But I've had uh I've had muskrat, goat, squirrel. Never been so sick in my life than after having squirrel uh it wasn't it wasn't warm enough it was at a wild game dinner a friend of mine and i went to this wild game dinner and they had alligator there they had all kinds of cool stuff and and i really was enjoying the squirrel stew i wasn't hot enough and the next day i paid the price Mm. so it's like anything else you have to cook it right um and and it has to be warm enough and anybody that cooks for uh, groups of people like you and I, I saw, you know, you have people over all the time. Yeah. So do I. Um, I went to the health department and took a course on how not to kill people. Yeah. And and it's just, you know, it gives you through the basics and uh, thermometers and things like that are so important to 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 health. But back to the wild game thing for a minute. There's there's all kinds of things you can eat, uh, yeah. you know, from snails to rattlesnake yep. and uh, I think we should cover them, don't you? I, I think so. I, you got to remember, my my dad's from the South, uh, so I, I've tried a lot of different weird things, too. You know what we can start off with, which is weird but not very weird? Oxtail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually made oxtails a couple years ago. I love them. Uh, I love them. Uh, uh, and and it, it, I went on YouTube. I watched a couple of guys make it. And uh, the the one that I knew was the best guy to follow was this uh, uh, Jamaican dude. Oh, he's that, a smart man. He grew up doing yeah, this, right? I right. Mean, so that's the guy to learn from, right? And I, I, I just I had so much fun doing. I had a hard time finding oxtails. It's, it's not easy to find, believe it or not. Well, I had to hunt them down yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, my local butcher uh, grocery store guy came through, and and uh, you know it was wonderful. And but it takes a lot. Yeah. You have to really. Yeah. But it was awesome. I really, really enjoyed making them, and then, of course, you know, wiping them out. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I love oxtails. One of those things that I ate as a kid uh, that a lot of my friends weren't really a huge fan of. But it was, if you do it right, it's delicious. Uh, it, it doesn't taste gamey. It has a very beefy taste to it. Um, so I think that's one of the. I, now I, I've had gator. I've had frog. I've had. Uh, snake. I've had a bunch of weird stuff too, and we will. We can definitely go down that road. Also, I'm not. I'm not. You know me. I'll try whatever. But I think we should start it off with oxtail. My 18th birthday back in the day, uh, and it and back then it was during the era of Vietnam, and uh, 18 was the drinking age uh-huh. in, here in New York State. And on my 18th birthday, went to a restaurant, had a Tom Collins and frog legs. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't, you know, you, you just whatever. Never had a Tom Collins after that. So. <laughs> anyway, um, just a quick update update on the Kings Tree, South yes, Carolina. Thank you. Uh, uh, p- uh, pig Pickin' Festival uh, down in uh, Kings Kings Tree, South Carolina. 
uh, known across the country, uh, great cooking teams and whatever, reached out to those folks, uh, and they got back to me and said, we're still deciding whether we're going to be able to pull it off uh, this October. It's usually like the second Wednesday in October something or something like that. Like that. Right, right. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I'm on board with that. If they're going to do that, you and I are there. There's no... There, if it's happening, I'm 100% in, and I really hope. I'm sad that it didn't go down this year. Uh, obviously, it's, it's, it was beyond their control of what's been happening out there, obviously. So uh, if they can make it happen, I, you don't even have to ask. I'm definitely there. That's one of my favorite. I've been going to that event since I've been a kid. Uh, really? Yeah, it's one of my favorite. If you are a person who likes food, I mean slow-cooked barbecue food, the, good stuff. The, yeah. good, the good stuff, Jim. The good <laughs> stuff. You go to this festival, and I don't care where you come from, you you don't leave disappointed. Absolutely not. Now, how do I ask you this? Are, are things a little slower in uh, the South? It's a very, very fair question. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> you don't, no one's in a rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's got time. Uh, if you. Tr- Pretty much, if you're a person who does barbecue and you try to take shortcuts or speed around or something, people frown on you very hard for that kind of stuff. It's right. low and slow. Is you know, if you got your 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 beer or your or your your moonshine or your you know iced tea <laughs> or your lemonade, you sit there and you yeah. just sip that and you and you cook all day, and I mean all day. <laughs> That's great. Uh, uh, you know, things where we live are too fast. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And now, I reached out to these people in King Street uh, through their Facebook page, and I sent them a message saying, uh, you know, we're grill this. We want to come down there and just do our podcast from there and whatever. Uh, and I didn't hear anything, you know, and like a month later, so I sent them another one, and I right. go take two. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, another month went by and I, I you know, I get it. We're in a pandemic yeah, and whatever. Right. But uh, so I, you know, another month went by. I sent them a take three and finally, <laughs> finally they got back to me. So we got the other two. <laughs> we're, we're just waiting to make the decision. We'll get back to you soon. Yeah, that's and exactly thought, how it is. The guy. Bitch slapped me. That's great. I shouldn't have rushed into it, right? Come on. Yeah, it's so uh, it was just great. I, and I I hope we get a chance to go there because I I just love the food that comes out of that yeah. stuff. So no, you I I know you'll love it. I know you'll love it. It, it it's I can't wait. Well, Jim, we are at that point where we're pretty much done with the show. I just want to remind everyone uh, to make sure you check out uh, any past episode of Grill This that you may have missed on iHeart.com uh, or wherever you get your podcast. Again, you can also go to JimSalmon.com and InsideTheMarginsRadio.com. And also, Jim, we still have up our, uh, our our cooking show, right? The Salmon Ranch Cooking Show, Cowboy Cooking Show. Yep, Salmon Ranch Cowboy Cooking Show on YouTube. And you just go to the YouTube and type that in and up it will come. It's 39 minutes long or so. Uh, and, uh, you know. Enjoy it. Send us uh, good information about it back. Uh, constructive criticism, absolutely welcome. And uh, we hope you join us for future episodes. Absolutely. And also, in the future, hopefully, you'll see us talking with uh, Drew Like a Girl. Uh, also, Three Heads and Love and Cup. We'll try to work on that. 
Jim, it was great to be back. Thank you so much, buddy. I'm glad we were able to do another uh, podcast this week. Well, I'm I'm willing and able and glad that you got through the COVID virus. So, Matt Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, our hero here on Grill This. We'll see you next week.